To answer is human. To question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. There may be other worlds out there. Universes, budding off other universes. Where there could be an exact copy of our solar system, our Earth, and each one of us. Where everything's pretty much the same, or maybe, maybe only just slightly, slightly different. But where are these other universes? Why can't we see them? Because we're in different dimensions. Can this be true? If there are extra dimensions of a certain size and shape, this experiment will find them. The question isn't whether they exist, but whether there's one, two, three, or four different kinds of them. This sensationally means the universe sits in a sea of parallel universes. Well, all right. What's happening, everybody? I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Hidden Gateway Podcast. I am your host, Justin Williams. And our guest today is someone I believe you'll find very interesting. She simply goes by the name Chick. Chick and I will be talking about the paranormal with a specific focus on the Mandela effect. What's up, Chick? Welcome to the Hidden Gateway. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Hey, it's a good day. It's a good day. Very excited to have you on today. And for those of you that may not be aware, Chick is a what I call an expert in the Mandela effect and all things supernatural. And for those of you that are not aware of what the Mandela effect is, you're in for a wild ride. So, Chick, the first thing I want to talk about is the Mandela effect, because it is just so fascinating quite amazing to me when you start to talk about realities and the possibility of realities merging, where you literally can wake up one morning and your reality is different from the previous day. As we know, the Mandela effect has gained a lot of attention over the past several years, yet it seems to be a lot of people who ignore obvious differences in their reality. Why do you think that is? A lot of people 
if they see something that doesn't add up in reality, which is kind of what the Mandela effect is about, it's like, oh, that was different the day before. A lot of people will just smooth that over and be like, oh, I must be wrong. Oh, the person beside me doesn't see it. So therefore I don't see it. There's a lot of like glossing over we do in our own perception of reality to make things fit and to make things roll along smoothly. And I think what happens with the Mandela effect, and I mean, a lot of people would argue there's many ways to look at it, but I would argue that you stop trying to gloss over things that don't make sense. You And you even will see things blatantly instead of just like something small that doesn't really add up. You'll see something big that doesn't add up. And that's when you'll start to question like, oh, what are the, what are the possibilities? Um, what are the implications of this? And it's a really interesting way to just start looking at your experiential pool around you. What's really going on? Uh, one of the things that we we talked about previous to this was people come into this world, you're born into this world with no information and you're given a lot of assumptions by the people around you and you hold those assumptions to be fact. And that actually gets wired into the human limbic system to where trying to suddenly unplug those and re rearrange them can actually have a physical effect of, uh, you know, shock and all kinds of things. So the healthier way to deal with just life in general is we came in with no information. Everything is up for discussion. Paradigms can always change. Our assumptions can always change. We can discover new science. We can discover new everything. Um, so I suppose that that's part of the Mandel effect is it opens your mind to, hey, what is possible? And how much do I want to see of this life that I'm living? Because some people only want to see their little, you know, their own house and their own friends and their own small personal world. And some people want to see, hey, what what's the big picture? What's going on here? It just depends on the individual. Uh, going back, sorry, I'm getting into a tangent here because I love talking about the Mandela effect. All good. <laughs> I was I was born in Ireland, and in 2008, I was still in Ireland, and I was actually studying at the time. And there was no such thing, like there was no words, the Mandela effect back then. There was no coined term of that. Even though people had noticed about Mandela himself, uh, one of those people being a journalist I know called Carol Weber, she's one of those people that consciously remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison, and then all of a sudden he wasn't dead. Uh, many people, you know, look to that example as a great overarcher of what's going on in reality, how strange is reality really. So for me anyway, my introduction to the Mandela effect was I had no idea what the words Mandela effect even were. I woke up one morning in 2008. I went into my, like my school, my place of study, and everybody was different. Everybody was acting different. And my eyes were kind of rolling around my head. I was like, why is everyone in a like in a different mood today? Something is up. And I weirdly that day had a couple of things that didn't match up with things that I knew were <laughs> a certain way in my own reality. And two of those things that just happened to happen was I was having a conversation with my friends about a DVD I just bought, a book by Anne Rice called Interview with a Vampire. And I was like, I bought the movie. This is cool. And they're like, it's, it's Interview with the Vampire, Interview with the Vampire. And I'm like, no. I read the book and I have the DVD in my bag and I pulled it out to show them and the DVD said, interview with the vampire. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I bought a knockoff for full price. So I was like, you know, Poznan, again, eyes rolling around in my head. I was like, this is, today is hella weird. What's going on? It got weirder. You know, I, I was there studying and somebody for some reason was like opening their books and talking to me about something. And I see a map of Europe. Now I didn't see a map of the world. And if I had of, I bet I would have freaked out about South America. But this was just a map of Europe on one of the old uh, geography textbooks in Gaelic, no less. And it showed um, Denmark in completely the wrong place. It showed Germany like you guys have it here. Like it showed what the current map here shows. Wow. And my eye, again, the eyes were now bulging. <laughs> I was like, right. that map isn't right what happened <laughs> like i'm just like huh and i just could not equate it and it was so strange and i said like there was another example of i actually saw like a biology diagram and i was like that that ain't right but i was like trying to say like well you know what where this area is pretty poor maybe the diagrams are really bad maybe they published <laughs> the wrong maps maybe uh, the, the dvd is a knockoff maybe everything's just crazy like i'm just trying to make sense of this i wake up i believe it was about a week later and everything was back to normal the way that i remembered it <laughs> and i was like okay that's hella weird I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what the words are to find other people that see, that have ever had an experience like this. So I started to get into like time travel, John Titter, uh, just like any of these like mad stories you'd find on the internet of like the girl from an, uh, uh, an alternate parallel reality or the, the people that say that, oh yeah, we did time travel, you know, um, missions for the government and just, you know, half of the stuff was very fantastical, but I was like, uh, I need, I need some kind of context on what happened. Cause I just wandered into this experience. It was really wild. And then after a few years, I kind of forgot about it. And then in 2016, for no reason whatsoever, you know, having a presidential election, sure. Why not? And the night of the election, uh, I go to bed, everything is, everything is, you know, stacking up as it, as it is. It seemed like the election was going to go very much in favor of the Democrat candidate. Um, I go to bed, no problem. I wake up the next morning, the, the Republican candidate has won. I'm like, okay, huh, that's wild. All right, whatever. I didn't, you know, I went to bed. Maybe I missed something, who knows? I go out, every single streetlight is upside down. Every single one of them has the red light on top. I was like, oh, Lord, okay, something's going on. I go into my computer. I start looking for news footage, international news footage, news footage everywhere, news footage from Ireland, whatever. I need to see the traffic lights. Internationally, every single traffic light is upside down this morning. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I say, well, you know what? Let's go full wild. Let's go to the 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 pinnacle of, uh, of weirdness in my world for, you know, like I said, reasons that I can't explain. For some reason, Denmark is like the catalyst of chaos theory in my life. So I look at the map and Denmark is back where it was in 2008 on that weird, that weird excursion that I had. And my first thought was I'm back in this weird place. Wow. And that's, and it was only after that I saw about South America 
And I was like, oh, Lord, okay, South America's <laughs> well on its way to Europe at this point. And I started to look into, like, the geography, the size of the Earth, the population amount, the history. Nothing lined up with what was going on the day before. So for me, I would say I'm probably on the most severe spectrum of this happening. For most people, it's something it's like way smaller. It's like a couple of things are different, but for the most part, everything is the same. So when that happens, you're able to convince somebody like, oh, you didn't see that. Or, oh no, you're you're remembering it wrong. Human memory is so bad, blah, blah, blah. But when you wake up and absolutely every single thing is different and you're a person that knows that you're seeing what you're seeing, right. you haven't been brainwashed into, oh, well, the group sees this. So therefore I don't have my own set of eyes. I'm like, no. I see it. I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm not afraid of what anybody thinks of me for saying it because it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I, I find it very interesting that I, I now I heard you say you woke up, you, you went through that experience and you woke up like a week later and everything yes. was back to quote unquote normal. It was. Yeah. Now, now from what I know, and I don't know a whole lot about the Mandela effect, I, I, I've researched, you know, I'm, I'm definitely no expert, but from what I know about it, it's like a unusual, 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 excuse me, I can't talk, unusual <laughs> phenomenon where a large group of people, you know, remember something differently than how it actually occurred. Right. But from what you say, by waking up a week later, everything's back to normal. That, that kind of tells me that like reality is. It's like it's it's constantly. I don't know what it's constantly shifting. Well, this is the thing. I I was started to try and figure out like, are there two different places, mm-hmm. or is there a different way that we perceive reality? Like, do you suddenly start perceiving it more with the left hemisphere, and therefore you're literally seeing something different than how you saw when your your conscious awareness was more in the right hemisphere? You know, is it something inside or outside? What what's the difference? And I was like, well, you know, coastlines are not really emotional or subjective. Like, if the coast isn't there, you're going to fall into the sea. So this is a pretty physical thing that we're dealing with here. Right. I I just, for a lot of people, it is like, yeah, I remember the Bernstein Bears, and it wasn't the Bernstein Bears. Hello, uh, that's me. That's yes. Me. <laughs> it's like, a lot of people, they're like, yes, that's what's going on. And there's a lot of people that they remember that, but the... The world map, they always grew up with that map, or they always grew up with the red light on top. So for them, it didn't change. For them, that's normal. That's reality. Uh, for some of the other of, others of us, which really is what my channel is about, is a place for those of us who are just like, what happened to come together and uh, to just express like how we're feeling and what we're noticing we we just really don't understand what happened to us. Like we had 9 billion people and then all of a sudden there was like 6.5 billion people and now there's like 7 billion people. And there's there's just these inexplicable differences. And when people started to challenge us on us, challenge us on this, especially in like 2017, when there was still like a lot of people on YouTube talking about this, a lot of people would say it's an American psyop, it's 5G, it's an American psyop. I'm like, there is no way that the American government turned the entire world upside down in 2008 to troll one person in Ireland. 
which was me. Like, that <laughs> does not make any sense, dudes. No. So I'm just like, no, it can't just be an American psyop. There's something very deep and very strange going on here. And very deep and very strange indeed. Yes. Indeed. And for me, I think that like my examples and stuff is, is too extreme for people that are just coming to the Mandela effect. It's, it's really, I think a great place for them to start is like the actual uh, famous changes themselves. Like the monopoly man doesn't have a monocle. Yes. Uh, Jiffy and Jiff peanut butter, like those type of things is the perfect place to start. And then you start to say, well, what's the implications of this? What, what does this mean for like me, my perspective on reality, materialism? How real is the materialism? If you picked up a can of, or, or a jar of Jif and now it's Jiffy and it was never Jif, you know, how, how real are your memories? Like you can go down a whole rabbit hole of discovering yourself as conscious awareness rather than as a material being in a material world. Right, exactly. And, and I've gone down that rabbit hole, right? I, you know, just like you gave the example of, of Jiffy and Jeff, and you say, well, well, what is real? And then I, the next place I went after that was, well, is everything fake? What, what's, what's really, re- you know, what is really real? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it is crazy. Now, wh- what about the Bible? Right? So I, I was one of those kids that, was dragged to church, went to church three, four days a week, you know, and no, by, by means, no Bible expert, but without doubt, there have been, for what I've seen, changes to the Bible. You know, I, I've seen, like today, I see the Bible mentioning or having the word matrix in it. I never remember the word matrix in the Bible, or it, it's a verse somewhere in there that says, uh, he pisseth on the wall, like pisseth. You know, um, like, what is that? And then it, it's another one when you look at uh, Isaiah eleven six. 6. Uh, then the lion shall lay down with the lamb. Right now it says wolves. Yes. Like, are you familiar with those verses? And I'm super. Yeah, I, I have been going through like I did a couple of videos and on YouTube, like on my channel, and it upset so many people. And I understand why, because. It's so dear uh, and so precious, like to so many people, that the thought that it could that anything could be happening to it, I understand why people were upset with me. But I was like, the truth has to be said, even if it's massively unpopular. And the truth is, sure, from some people's perspectives, they told me, oh yeah, since the 1970s, it's had the word piss in it, and it's had all these weird references. I'm like, I respect that. I'm not, you know, your life experience is your life experience, sure. But from my perspective and a lot of other people, it was never the wolf and the lamb. Like it was, it was, there's so many things that are not just different, but are weird and give you the creeps and stuff. The amount of mentioning of bowels, everything is about bowels and meat and sofas and couches and just like weird, weird stuff. Um, it's like everywhere, pretty much, there was a lot of mentions of bread throughout, you know, the, the Old and New Testament. And a lot of those were like replaced with meat. And just just really strange um, changes that, that, you know, you can change one word and it can change the entire impression you would get from a, from a verse, from a scripture. And th- there are channels that are devoted to 
scripture changes. Uh, one of the biggest ones is EYA on YouTube. I don't know if they've uh, got rid of her by now, but she she's gone through so many different Bible verses and said, you know, this is the way I remember it and this is what it's saying now so that people can see, like, is that what I remember? Is that what's going on? And it's so strange that there are some people that are like, I read the Bible every day for 30 years, but they don't remember any specifics. When you try and pin them down and like, well, what is this? They're like, well, I don't know. Well, there's hundreds of translations of it. Well, you know, who knows? It's like, well, what are you doing for 30 years if you have no idea what you're reading? Right. Oh, sorry to be impatient, but what's going on here? You know, I'm sorry, but that's that doesn't make any sense to a lot of people, especially like you said, when there's there are people that went to church because they love it, and then kids that were brought to church because their parents were like, you know, you need to do this. It's strange how people could go to church every single week for decades and they don't remember anything of what was like they can't say did something change or not they're like i don't know it's, it's like well, what's going on then i you know that's confounding to people that 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 see the change straight away they don't understand where the confusion's coming from especially in a person that specializes in it um definitely had some concerns with doctors and things uh there's been a bit, bit of an issue with people asking doctors where is the heart located and what? they go they go i don't know and you're like well lord goodness i hope that you're not working on me medically if you don't remember where that is what people asking and they don't know they don't they're not sure they're not, there's a block there in their memory especially doctors that are kind of between two different versions of what's going on because there are people who are from you know, who have always grown up in, in a world, in an earth, a version of earth, who knows where, where the heart was always completely on the left. And there's people where the heart was always completely in the center. And then here we have the heart, it's in the center, but the bottom part of it is sticking into the left. Okay. And your lungs are very, very strange here. <laughs> uh, your, your lungs are in five different flaps. So instead of two bags, you essentially have like five lungs. Like it's very, it's very, very strange what's going on up in here. But some of the doctors, they they don't see it as strange, like they're not out of their element. And some of the doctors, there are things changing, but they're not like consciously aware of it. So if you try and pin them down and you go, well, where are the kidneys? They, they draw a blank. Oh, I don't know. Is it in the lower back where you can punch people and give them a kidney shot? Or is it up higher in the back beneath the rib cage? Oh, I don't know. Well, dude, you're, you have a medical degree. Oh, I don't remember. Well, that's <laughs> that's not a very inspiring vote of confidence there. Uh, the truth is the kidney shot never existed now because the current storyline is that the kidneys were always high up beneath the rib cage where you couldn't directly punch them. What? That is insane. That is insane. I'm a huge boxing fan. I've been a boxing fan for years. Mm -hmm. I've seen hundreds if not thousands of fights and they've even talked to boxers and they they'll tell you they've had a kid been punched in the kidney and they'll point to it and say yeah he got me right here i had to i was knocked out the fight stopped but now yeah, you're saying that the kid in the lower back yeah that's where my uh -oh. kidneys were too like i had a surgery that had complications you know and i had to take some medication for the kidneys they were hurting like i knew where they were and now it's like, no, they're way up higher. Like, that didn't happen. And I'm like, well, all right then. Life is just weird. <laughs> and one of the 
one of the things that I, you know, from my perspective, what real Earth was, for, from other people's perspective, this is real Earth. You know, what is the real timeline? Who knows? For me, there was never bones behind the eyeballs. And in the horrendous earlier days of medical history, you know, a little bit after leeches, you know, when they're starting to get into psychiatry and uh, tormenting mad people and, you know, that whole horrible history of medicine, they used to do transorbital lobotomies. You would remove the front portions of the brain through the eye, the eye socket, because it was open. The eye socket isn't open here, therefore transorbital lobotomies never existed. <laughs> wow. wow so wow, wow. people are just like well and it's like dudes how like there was even a whole scene in the movie shutter island with leonardo, leonardo dicaprio that disappeared because yes. i watched that movie where i was living in what i consider you know the world uh we call it the sagittarius earth because it was in the sagittarius arm of the galaxy and there was a scene where he had a transorbital lobotomy done to him. Like it was like a nightmare kind of scene. It was real weird because yes. like this insane asylum. A whole chunk of that scene completely disappeared after transorbital lobotomies became impossible because of the skull being completely different. Like here in this world, so it's really strange when when you watched a movie in a different place where something was medically possible, and then you watch it again. In a, in a timeline where it's not medically possible, it just, like, glitches. Like, footage disappears, or the story just changes in a way that makes no sense, and then goes back to the original storyline. Hmm. There's just, like, I'm just like, where did that whole scene of Leo's movie go? It's like, well, that couldn't have happened, so it just didn't happen. But they didn't rewrite the movie or change to a different movie. They just made a very janky kind of, like, well, let's try and make this make sense. With lots of, like, Flashing, you know, lights and dark imagery and people yelling in the insane, insane asylum. And I'm like, the whole the whole point was they did a transorbital lobotomy to him, possibly in a dream scene because he was like drugged up, so that then he would look like a mad person, so he couldn't get away from the asylum. And right. that whole part went out the window. Maybe it's changed again because, <laughs> from my perspective, things keep changing and changing and changing. Like I'm just in the middle of chaos theory. And when I point out something like this, people just go blank and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Like, how do you, I want to ask you about that. How do you deal with people? Like when you, when you start talking about the Mandela effect, people that don't believe in it, like, and they want to say, oh, you're crazy, this and that. Like, what, what, what is that conversation like? Well, it's just, it's, it's different than the conversations I had when I was little. The conversations I had when I was little was like trying to tell grownups about like the spiritual world and ghosts and stuff and them just going oh yeah you know that's not real and now the conversations i'm having with this i can bring hard facts and, and evidence because these are changes that are rooted in hard facts and evidence and medical and pop culture and they just blank out instead of the old excuse of well i can't see spiritual things i don't know what you're talking about it's like well this is from the material world the world that you are so obsessed with and their eyes just go glassy like blank they're just like i don't know <laughs> or they are you you question them about something and they give you an answer that sounds close to what you were guessing yourself uh, here let me give you an example i was talking to my dad on the phone 
quite a while ago, I'd say maybe 2017, 2018, that kind of time, when the skull had a massive change in it. This was after the, the eye sockets became closed and became true, you know, ball sockets, if you count the eye as a ball. <laughs> there were six holes that appeared in the front of the face. And I was like, this is weird. What is this? I talked to my dad on the phone and I'm asking him because he's quite a, a quite an intelligent dude. And if he was awake to all this, he could solve it so much quicker than I could. Like he really would be such an asset if we had him here, but we, you know, we don't, we have the version of him that doesn't know anything and goes, Oh, uh. anyways, I'm asking this <laughs> more clueless version of my dad about this. And he initially says, there's no holes in the skull. I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes blank for a second, like just silence. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's where the nerves come through so you can feel your face. And that's what we call a download. When you see somebody do that in real life, they just stop talking and they look upwards, like at nothing in particular, and they give you an answer that matches the new reality. Like they don't look it up on their phone or anything. It just comes to them, even though they may have said the opposite thing just two seconds before. So in our community, we'll call that the downloads. Because uh, it's like an iPhone just downloading a new program or something. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. So it's led to such a weird rabbit hole of things. The, these holes in the front of the skull, because it's connected now to a condition a lot of people are talking about called Bell's palsy. And I was like, Bell's palsy, what is that? It's when the nerves of the face become inflamed and they get pinched off when... The, in that hole, like in the skull. And because it becomes pinched, half of your face goes into paralysis. And sometimes the paralysis can be temporary. If, you know, if it's treated within 72 hours, you've got a good bed of recovering. And for some people, it's very serious. And I was like, that's why we didn't have Bell's palsy, because we didn't have holes in our faces. The, wow. the nerves just ran on the outside of the skull, like, you know, between the, the intermittent with the, the muscle layer and the bone layer. It didn't weave in and out of the skull. You didn't feel like the you felt the inside of your mouth for sure because that's all soft tissue. But there's a lot of parts of your skull that you didn't feel because the nerves weren't on it. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Ooh. So what is the what is the number one thing? Would you say even if 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 it's a number one thing? What is the number one thing you've noticed from the Mandela effect that just really is just blowing you away? The number one thing for me, um, and I don't know, I I saw actually a comment thread on Twitter and I was surprised at how many people could relate to me, is the sun. Uh, The sun is different here. So I saw this this thread on Twitter. It was a long thread. It was nothing to do with me. I just like stumbled upon it. I didn't even like interact with it. But the question was, do you remember the sun as white or as yellow? And 50% of the people were like, yeah, it was always like the big golden, like yellow sun. And, you know, then they did the chemtrails and it turned white. And there's all these different people talking about, yeah, it turned white in this year or that year or this year. And then the other 50% of the comments were, it's always white. It's only yellow in like cartoons and stuff. What are you guys talking about? You're all stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, we're literally seeing the people that were born here under the white sun that have never seen a difference. The people that were born under the yellow sun ended up here and have no idea they're in a different place. And then um, 
the different years that they arrived. Because some people are like, it's been white since the 1970s. Some people are like, it's been white since 2011. Some people are like, it's been white since like two years ago. It's the 5G. I'm like, it's not, it, I mean, it could be the 5G, but I seriously doubt that it's the 5G during this one. Uh, I don't think, well, I mean, I don't understand the level to which the mind can project the physical. Maybe if you can completely confuse the mind, then you can change the physical organs. But I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's a completely different discussion there. Just right. thinking of like, how could 5G change the organs in your body? That is the biggest, uh, the biggest thing for me. And you would think after all this time that I would be adjusted to it, but I honestly feel like I haven't seen any sunlight since November 2016. Really? I'm extremely, like, sun deficient, and I'm in a really sunny spot. I'm in California. I have the sun blasting me, and it, I'm not really able to... I mean, I can tolerate it, sure, uh, but I'm not, I'm not getting anything from it that I actually need. So I feel like I'm in a dark room. I feel extremely, like, sun deficient, and uh, that's very strange because especially the, the the world where I was from was 36,000 miles in circumference. It was bigger. And like I said, we had 9 billion people. Ireland was still very far north. And in the winter, we would get like four hours of sunlight. So I knew what it was like to be in darkness for months on end and how that feels. And I'm like, why do I feel that way when I am covered in sunlight? <laughs> all the time I don't that is definitely one of the weirdest things for me and I don't understand why it's the sun is so small and I don't understand why it is that white led bulb kind of color mm -hmm. I don't understand why the sky is so low here it's like mm -hmm. really the clouds are very very low to the ground it's quite strange and I'm a lot of the time I'm at sea level. So it's not like, oh, I'm up in the mountains, I'm up in the clouds. I'm like, no, I'm at sea level. And the sky is down on top of me. What is happening? What's going on? Just yesterday, scientists, uh, New Scientist magazine put an article out saying that time is now spinning so fast that they're considering making the minute 59 seconds instead of 60. So I'm like, okay, this earth is getting so small that time is not even making sense in it anymore. What is going on? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a correlating YouTube video that was talking about earth is spinning too fast for the, the, the central like world clocks to make sense anymore. And I was like, that should be a concern. Like, I know the big concerns are, you know, climate change, pollution, everything, but when your clocks are not making sense with your with time anymore, that's kind of a concern. I know other people are not seeing, they're not seeing it from my perspective. They probably don't see weird changes in time and weird changes in continents and countries and things like this. But from just from my personal perspective, days used to be very long. It was still called 24 hours, but time was very long on the Sagittarius Earth, on the 36,000-mile circumference Earth. Here on the, uh, I believe it's, I think you guys only have 26,000. Is it 29 or 26,000? It's much smaller. I do believe it's 29,000 miles in circumference. Uh, I can't get anything done. <laughs> the days are so short. The time goes so short. And it's not like, oh, 
time feels like it's going shorter when you get older. It's like, no, this, the weeks are making me dizzy. Like, it seems like it's speeding up even since four years ago when I got yes. here. Same here. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. Same here. Oh my goodness. It's, it's flying by at a ridiculously fast pace. It's insane. No doubt. So just to, to, to round that off, I'm like, uh, I do, this is just a theory, but it just looking at, you know, where Google says we are in the universe, as much as you can trust Google, whatever, <laughs> from my perspective and how long I've been looking this up and things are going on, the closer that it says that Earth is to the galactic center, the smaller the circumference of Earth is, the smaller the population is, and the faster time goes, even though they call it 24 hours, it's like, this feels really, really, really fast for 24 hours. Mm. I have noticed among my own community, they've been having issues with uh, trying to eat because days aren't really like long enough to digest your food properly. So it's like eating too much all at once, even though you're spacing out your meals. So a lot of people have gotten into just eating less in general, just like cutting out one or two meals a day. Because it's just it puts your body under strain to try and run this fast, especially for those of us that were consciously aware in a different space not so long ago. It's really difficult to adjust to this. It's almost as if your twenty-four hour day has turned into a five-hour day, and you're trying to have like four meals within that. It's like yeah, your body is uh, going crazy. It can't digest that much. <laughs> like you need to. You need to compact your life to fit with what's going on here. Goodness gracious. I think people who don't know all this crazy stuff, they see time getting faster, but they're not sure like just how crazy it is yet. But I, I do think they will see that as we keep going forward because it's going in a very, very wild uh, pace. Yeah, I would think that they would have to see it at some point, right? I mean, just because of all the changes that will continue to take place greater and greater. Hmm. So, Chick, what do you what do you think? What are your thoughts? Like, what is what is causing this? Is this just a, like a, a natural thing going on, or is it being caused by a group of people? Maybe some type of alien life form. I read somewhere a year or so ago that maybe it's CERN. What, what are your thoughts? That's the thing is I I've, I've seen like so many different um, culprits that could be something to do with it, but I can't find like definitive, like, yes, this is definitely something to do with, with what's going on. Like I've gone back and forth in my mind of, did CERN know that things were going to get crazy at this point in time? Cause the Mayan calendar said, Hey, things are going to get weird, bro. Like did CERN know that? And they're just taking credit for things becoming really weird and pretending they have all this amazing powers that maybe they don't have? Or is it true that they caused a reverse atomic explosion and really did rip an old hole in time and cause all kinds of chaos and confusion? Because there are Mandela effects around CERN. In this world here, CERN started, uh, they powered up for the very first time in 1958, unless the timeline has changed again. But the last time I researched it, it was turned on for the very first time in 1958, and they've been running experiments ever since then, because this world is way more technologically ahead of where I was. 
where I was, we were a bit behind, like we were ahead in other issues, but technology, not so much. <laughs> we were a bit behind. Yeah. Our yeah. airplanes, our cameras, everything was not, not at the level that exists here. We turned on CERN for the very first time in 2008. And I remember being freaked out at the time. I, I believe it was early 2008. They, they had put like flyers around um, for like schools, like educational stuff, talking about, oh, you know, this is so cool. Like CERN's going to do these experiments. And, but they didn't even put it in like a child-friendly way. They, they said like the, these experiments could have massive implications on all kinds of, of different quantum physics and, uh, you know, that it could be disruptive to like the quantum level of your all kinds of stuff. And I was like looking at this going, this looks pretty serious. I'm surprised with all of the, you know, rambling about defense and security that all of our countries do, that they didn't think that this was a concern. But nobody stopped them. Everyone was like, yeah, we're wild about, um, you know, security from other people, but we're not worried about messing with something we don't understand that could be fundamental to our existence. They're like, no, we just need to blow holes in that and see if it works or not. I'm like, this is not, this is not the Manhattan Project. This is not the atomic bombers. Like, let's just blow holes and everything and see what happens. Like, this is, I mean, dude, let's not do this because it's insane. Of course, nobody listened to me, and now here we are. And why would they? Like I said, I was just like nobody, just some random person in Ireland, literally, and all of this just, just tumble just chaos out of the sky down on top of me. I'm like, okay, let's deal with this because no one else is willing to. Man. We is that is just that's a lot to take in. Um the Mandela effect. It is uh wow. It is just uh amazing how it has affected literally everything at some some point, some level, you know. Now you uh you bought it five G a couple times throughout your stories. W- what are your thoughts on five G? I don't think that it's a good thing personally. I, I have seen like people who are far more educated in tech than I am say that we are able to get these high graphics and things that they advertise with five G without five G. But they're just you know this is one of these things that the government is just governments rather of the world is just pushing ahead like oh we need to do this this is futuristic without looking at the side effects of like, it's not good for children. You know, there's a lot of different, uh, different avenues about that. And I'm just like, I, I don't know how much effect it has on like this situation. I, I mentioned it a lot of times because like when I'm talking about Twitter, people like blame everything on 5g on Twitter. And I'm like, maybe 5g is a huge problem. Maybe it's a much bigger problem than I understand. Uh, I just think that there are many, many factors involved. I think that we're not being told pretty much anything about, you know, reality or what's really going on. Why is time becoming quicker? Why is that not a concern? Maybe all of these things we're we're talking about have already been discovered and are heavily classified. And just the assumption is, is that, oh, normal people will never figure anything out. Hmm. They're just blundering around and just being drunk and just like being nonsensical they'll never have these questions and it's like no the the weirder things get the more questions normal people have just everyday people are like dude something is not right a a lot of people are rediscovering their faith they're you know going in all kinds of different directions not even because they see 
like the effect, but they see a change in the world or they feel intuitively like, hey, big things are happening. Strange things are happening. Strange things are happening. Right. Right. Now talk about strange. Let's let's talk about the United States government. I read recently that the Pentagon has, I think, six months to disclose what it knows about UFOs. So what are, what are your thoughts on UFOs, aliens, out of this world life forms, all that good stuff? See, this is like one of the, the strange things for me is like I know a lot of people that have talked about are either deeply interested in it or have literally had some kind of strange experience with with ufos and weird stuff i don't like of all the weird stuff i've seen thankfully i've never had (laughs) i have not had to deal with like any face-to-face with like strange uh creatures and stuff the closest i ever came to was when i was living close to mount shasta some years ago and this was on the uh (laughs) <laughs> the parallel <laughs> timeline. This is where I was from. Uh, I was living in Mount Shasta and it was a really weird time. They had just had like a massive earthquake in San Diego that had caused like, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars. We had been planning to visit San Diego a few days before. So it was like, thank God we didn't go. Cause we you know, might've died and all that. But anyways, so our trip is canceled. We go to get pizza uh, literally just the food, not any kind of weird, like if there's any conspiracy people listening, it's like, no, literally just like Hawaiian, just food. Um, <laughs> on the way home, we're driving back. It's not that long of a drive. I uh, venture to say maybe because we're taking the scenic route, maybe it's like 15 minutes, you know, not like a long drive. We're driving away there. Everything's fine, whatever. And there's this weird like weird bottom of your stomach like feeling and myself and uh, my friend who was driving we look at each other and we look at the clock and it's like an hour later what and it's it's dark so we get home and everyone's like the food is cold where were you you can answer your phone like you're being like you know you're being like horrible but and we're like we didn't we didn't take any detours we came straight home but something like something weird happened like we didn't see anything we didn't hear anything there was no like we just lost a big chunk of time all of a sudden and that was like the closest i came to ever any kind of weird anything a couple of nights after that i saw some big bright light (laughs) like i was in bed and i saw some big bright light out the window it could have been a helicopter it could have been a star it could have been anything I'm, i did not see like a spacecraft it, it just looked like a big like diamond shaped light and i remember just like being sleepy and just being like i'm not in the mood if anything weird happens like i'm gonna be cranky i'm gonna be talking loads of mad you know bad language like don't mess with me. <laughs> i was like i'm just not in the mood <laughs> not today huh? <laughs> but yeah not today so i'm just like going off in my bed just like whatever weirdness this is not today i'm not for it and it just like it didn't happen again whatever it was maybe it heard me and changed his mind i don't know <laughs> but it just like it just went away then there was no big crazy bright light nothing everything was normal and thankfully no more you know missing time or possible spaceships or anything but i was like oh that's weird you know maybe that was just some fluke thing and of course i'm talking 
about it to the locals because there was a lot of like hippie people and like conspiracy people, all kinds of strange people, you know, good strange people (laughs) around, (laughs) especially like in the summer, like those people uh, tend to go there because it's not, it's nice. It's lush and green around Shasta. But so many people told me, yeah, weird things happen around Mount Shasta. Like all kinds of people have strange experiences with like discs and, and missing time and just weird all kinds of weirdness. I was like, really? They're like, yeah, this is like a you know an, an Orion or Orion. <laughs> this is like a, a an Oregon, Northern California, uh, Bermuda Triangle. Like this is like a hot spot for absolute strangeness. Mm. And I was like, really? I thought it was just a very picturesque mountain. Like I didn't know all this crazy stuff was going on. They're like, yeah, you would not believe the stories that people have. Like local people have about this. Wow. Like, damn, okay, that's I did not know that, and of course, you know, get life got way stranger after that. You know, <laughs> like in, <laughs> in this timeline here, there's like so many Bermuda triangles. There's an Alaskan Bermuda triangle. Uh, there's just it's the whole thing is crazy here. We just had the one Bermuda triangle, and it was like, yeah, if you went into there, like you're probably not coming back. Like all your equipment is going to be spinning, your compasses are going to be spinning in every direction and you're probably go missing uh but thankfully there was only one spot like that whereas here like i said there's the alaskan bermuda triangle there are bermuda triangles in asia there's the original but it's moved a little bit off the close coast of florida there's a lot of weird stuff going on here this is a strange <laughs> strange place see that's news to me i've only known of the original off the coast of florida i've never heard of the alaskan or the asian that's Wow, that's goodness yeah, gracious. They, they have pyramids like in every continent here. They have yeah. uh, pyramids yeah. on the sea. They have Bermuda Triangles all over the place. I want to see was it two senators or two congressmen that went missing in the Bermuda Triangle? Because there was two important people from the states that went missing. For, sorry, from the Alaskan Bermuda Triangle. Oh. So it's you know it's not just, it's it's a big part of their history here. Goodness. See, I didn't, I didn't know about that. That is, goodness gracious. Now, what's up with? uh, We didn't even have that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What's up with Project Bluebeam? Is that is that true, or not? Well, the thing with Project Bluebeam, and you can hear my my voice getting a little bit tighter here, is your uh, your technology is way 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 ahead of ours. So it's honestly a lot more scary here than it was there. Um, it just like in simpler t- technology, like just talking about your photographs are wildly ahead of ours. So the things that you could do with Project Bluebeam, uh, li- like if it, if it translates directly that you are this far ahead, which is like maybe 200 years ahead of where we were, it's quite, it, it, they could be deep faking things in real time, like on front of you if they have that level of technology. Like, you have photo photographs here uh, from, like, you know, freaking 1850 and 1820, and the, the oh my gosh, you've got just amazing, like, if anybody gets into to photography here, you will see, like, digital camera level clarity of, like, Abraham Lincoln, which is like crazy, like stuff that can't possibly that couldn't possibly exist for us because we didn't have that. Literally, 
I had health problems for a long time. We didn't have digital x-rays. <laughs> we still had the old the old x-rays that looked like scrambled egg, you know, and I remember we like get like x-rays in my stomach and I would see like the, you know, put the the literal x-ray up on the uh the backlighting and I'd be staring at it and I'm like I don't know if this is a landscape painting or if this is my insides, like it doesn't look like anything, just the doctors are the only ones that can read it. You go to hospital here, they have digital x-rays that are incredibly crisp and clear. Right. It's, now, how, it's how many like years a hundred years that? different. Holy God. Um, let me see. Uh, I would say uh, 2005 I had one. And then two, let me see. Uh, 2000 and yeah, I would say 2005. I was going to say 2006, but I didn't have one in 2006. I had a, a, an X-ray done in 05. It wasn't digital. Wow. You had to drink barium meal. Barium's a heavy lead. It's a, a heavy metal, rather. It's very um, disgusting and not food. Yeah. But that was our way of x-raying people, is you drink barium meal, and then we get an old-school x-ray machine, a big, massive one. We cover your head in a lead blanket so we don't blow your brains out. <laughs> we take a big old x-ray, and then it comes out, like I said, looking like pretty much nothing at all. <laughs> And the difference between that technology and this technology here, because I had an x-ray, um, when was it? It was like, no, sorry, it was like an MRI. Uh, was it like three years ago? It was like, it was while I was here and I was just like, good, good grief. <laughs> the, the, the scans that they can do, and I know x-ray and MRI are different technologies, like different but I could see x-rays, I could see MRI scans, I could see like what they were able to do here and how clear and crisp and perfect the visual was. And I was like, good grief. And then I, I see photographs you guys have from the 1950s that are just as clear and crisp. And then I started to see pictures from the 1900s that were just as clear and crisp. And then I started to see pictures from 18 blah, blah, blah that were just as clear and crisp and digital looking. And I was like, what on earth? Why do these not look like analog photographs? I even found the same picture. I, I put a tweet out on my Twitter. It was a long time ago, but it should still be there. It was the same picture of Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland. And one of them was the analog picture that I always remember. And the other was the digital picture. Same, same moment, two different photos, entirely different level of detail, entirely different level of technology. Wow. Sometimes you can find the two things existing and you put them side by side and you go, explain this. <laughs> Somebody explain this. Now, what about the automobile? So the internet, Google is saying the automobile was invented in 1908. Henry Ford invented the automobile in 1908. I, it seems like I remember, especially being from the Detroit area, I remember the automobile being invented years later much i don't want to say much later than 1908 but definitely later than 1908 if i remember correctly i think that's right what, what do you remember about that oh i'm trying to think of um when my grandparents were born because they they had one of the first automobiles to bring the baby back from the hospital like that was super balling because nobody had a car <laughs> then. Right, and right. Uh, it was you know like you wind it up at the front like one of those yeah. cars it's got the crank yeah. in the front Oh gosh, what year was that? I think it would have been or like, 
around that same time, as in my my grandpa was born like before 1900, but my grandma was born afterwards. And I think that it was close to what you're saying there, like maybe in the first 10 years or so okay. of, uh, of the 1900s. The cars, I never really went in depth with. I, I ended up going more in depth with the airplanes. And okay. like the airplanes that you guys have like for World War II and everything like that are different. Uh, many of the airplane designs were really wild. You have like airplanes that have multiple wings, not just multiple wings, but like multiple cockpits on them. Mm. Multiple cabins, like side by side, not behind each other. Um, so I, I did find a photograph of one very strange World War II airplane that had like f- <laughs> two wings and four like cockpits side by side, like four planes with like t- just the one set of wings on <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it's like, you got some really strange airplanes there. And the way that uh, I noticed that was going to uh, Ruby's Diner, which is like a 1950s-style diner. Yeah. it's called. It was called, back then, it was an aero diner, is what they called it. And they had models of airplanes all over the restaurant. And just like, like I said, go, I used to go to Ruby's Diner uh, before... 2016 and then after 2016 I was like the models sure are real interesting now in Ruby's Diner they kind of look like weird it's almost like somebody patched in like some kind of alternative world technology in there I was going to say spaceship technology because like some of the things that were built long ago do look like flying saucers and some of the um the like modern stuff, like the Northrop Grumman commercial. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like that. That looks like a flying saucer technology. Yes. Like that's that's yes. wild. Yes. That's like maybe you know because they used to say, "Oh, the Nazis they found the aliens and all this." And that you know people would say, "Yeah, sure, Dale Grable, pocket science, lol." But in this timeline, it's like it's very possible that that happened because there are things going on here that are not just idea or conception like they've already built them like Northrop Grumman and these different you know defense companies they have built things that look extraterrestrial and it's like where did you guys get that tech dudes (laughs) that's like (laughs) oh (laughs) maybe Project Paperclip was more worthwhile than this time I know I know so how long have how long have you been in this reality uh I had a short visit in 2008 which I suppose doesn't really count because it's just a week. <laughs> and then right, right. Uh, from the night of the election, 2016, until now. Till now. Wow. Yeah. So when I first, when I, you know, when I was first like, oh, I'm back in this weird place, I didn't freak out too much because I was like, I'm going to wake up back home again because this already right. happened to me. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't. I, I never got to find out what happened because there was, there was a lot popping off. Where I, you know where I was, and then all of a sudden, none of that ever happened. Half of those people are dead. Like the whole history is the the news. It's all completely a different story. And it's like, what happened to the people back home? Like, what's going on? <laughs> there's no way to reach them. There's no phone. You know, there's no phone service to be like, what is happening? Good. And I I don't know where I am, and I don't know how to get back, and I don't know if you even know that I'm gone. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> because they didn't know. Like last time when I looked at the reactions of people, when I woke up back where I, ha- you know, the place that's familiar to me, nobody said, where were you? What happened? 
nobody noticed anything. Hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. That like, if I was somewhere else for a week and nobody noticed that I was like not here, <laughs> what's you know what is that's one of the strangest parts of this whole thing is like, did everything. I don't even have the words. I don't know. I don't know what happened, except that my expectation would be that there's like two places and I went from point A to point B and nobody in point A even noticed I was gone. So is point A just as manipulated and strange and fake as point B? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Which reality do you like best? This current one or the one that you were previously in? Whew. The one that I was previously in had so many good points to it, but it was really just headed into World War III right when I popped out of it. So I'm like, probably got pretty pretty damn bad uh, pretty darn quick. But, you know, before everything got really bleh, because things had been getting steadily worse ever since 2001 onwards. Previous to that, it was awesome. It was super idyllic. Like, there was just super good energy. There was amazing sunsets. And there was this ancientness to it. There was just this incredible thing about, like, if you would go out in nature, you really could feel that everything was millions of years old. That it was just story stacked on top of story energy stacked on top of energy it was just so like rich and textured as a as an experience and the difference here is everything feels new here mm. even the mountains the beaches that it just it feels like uh maybe it's a few thousand years old it doesn't it feels like it's new out of the box it doesn't feel like there's any like it doesn't feel the same. It's like immediately noticeable. Like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> something is really, really strange about this place. Um, you know that that makes me think of a uh, a so, YouTube video. I, I watched one of your YouTube videos. Uh, I think you recorded it about three weeks ago, where you you talked about you took a walk in two thousand, and the energy was at a certain level. I believe you said it was like a positive energy, but then it it changed. Yeah super just disappointing <laughs> kind of thing because yeah. I was really just it was just an amazing um just more than like a feeling it was just I was just really uplifted and just walking along and the sun is just beaming down on me the big yellow sun the sky looks amazing just everything was it was like earth was singing and I was feeling like life is going to be good. Everything is going to be amazing. I'm feeling this huge rush of like, when we're going into this new thing, this, this year 2000, like this new millennium, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better than the nineties. It's going to be just, and I felt so certain and I felt so sure. And then it's almost like that energy just got blocked up. And then you saw what happened in September of 2001. So right. then it wasn't just blocked. Then it was on the down, the, the, the freaking downhill. And people became, instead of full of that kind of peaceful, like energy from the time before that, that wore away very quickly. And every year people became more and more 
jaded and heavy and tired and sad and beat down and scared and fear started to take over. It's like the balance between love and fear really tipped. And there was this obsession with safety, security. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And it's really pinnacled now with the amount of fear people have. And I'm just like, good grief. Surely we've gone as far as we need to go with that. Like if it's an important thing experientially or energy wise, or I don't even know what's happening that, you know, that's some big mechanics there because you're talking about the emotions of millions of people. Surely it's time things tipped back the other way. And we got out of fear and back into love because people are just so overwhelmed with fear. I know quite a few people like friends of friends, not direct friends that have dropped dead from heart attacks this year from just stress and fear. Yeah. Well, and I'm like that's not right. We, that we got something. We, hopefully, the scales tip is all I'm saying. Hopefully, there is a brighter tomorrow. And it was strange. I was just talking about in the in the video that when that conjunction happened between Saturn and Jupiter, I was like, oh, you know, I coming into it, I was like, I don't know if anything will really change, but maybe things will change for us, like me people, because things be changing. Maybe we'll wake up somewhere and none of this ever happened. Something else happened. And, Maybe it'll be better. Excuse me. So I was like really open to that. But what surprised me was it's not that I woke up in a different place. I felt that same really good vibe, the exact same thing that I felt in 2000. And it was almost like when you smell something or you hear a song and it brings you right back to that moment as if no time has passed, like a sensory memory. And I was like, okay, well, I hope that it's, promises made promises kept this time i don't want to feel good for like a, a you know a day every 20 years is <laughs> you know that right. might be re- reasonable for planets but that's not reasonable time frame for like the life expectancy that we have i know oh, <laughs> like, that's like very uh very relaxed there with the good vibes very sparse <laughs> with them you know yeah. right right tell <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, Chick. Tell me your thoughts on the gateway process with uh, Robert Monroe and what he initiated years ago. And obviously, we know that the uh, the CIA or the actually the Army uh, they uh, they conducted these experiments, and the uh, the documents were released, were declassified and released to the general public a few years back. What are your thoughts and uh, regarding that? I think that it was amazing on so many levels but but one of the things that initially struck me is that kind of consciousness the consciousness that wants to weaponize everything and is you know very much rooted in the material and war and blah that consciousness always says to the intuitive side of of reality oh you're not real oh you're not important oh you're not but in this case it was like not only do we acknowledge this is real but we're trying to weaponize it and for people that re- that exist more in the material, that's confirmation that the people who were talking about out-of-body experience and everything like that weren't just dreaming. Because these generals and these, you know, these people that are out to get business done, they're not going to waste their time and money on dreaming because they don't care. They're not spiritual. They don't care. They don't feel it. It's not important to them. They want to get a job done. They're on a mission. Like they're a different type of uh consciousness stream they're they're having a different experience they're doing a different thing so i was like wow okay that's validating for once instead of saying you're not real it's not real you're not right you're just dreaming blah blah it was like no you're right 
we admit you're right, but we want to weaponize it and turn it like evil. <laughs> but then the the second part, I suppose, was the admitting that this place here, that this you know this reality here, that in the in my branch of the community anyway, we call this the Orion Earth because it's it's situated in the Orion local arm usually, unless it moves. <laughs> but the Orion local arm for the most part. In the gateway process documents that talked about the Orion local arm, they said that from all the research that they're doing and from what their understanding is, is that this particular uh, facet of reality, this place right here is made of light and that it's able to be manipulated as light. So essentially saying this Orion here is holographic in nature. It's light-based in nature, whereas the Sagittarius arm is very much organic-based. You know, it was a different, uh, it was a different version of the same thing. Strangely enough, and I was like, that is very interesting. That on the very fundamental of existence, they are admitting right here, this is not particle-based. This is wave-based, and as you know from the double slit experiment. The observer can sure do a lot with changing particles and waves. Just looking at something, especially if it's in wave form, yes. can really alter what's going on. I'm just like, okay, that was extremely interesting and also extremely dangerous uh, for people that have a big, shall we say, a big bandwidth of how much they can change. Uh, because unfortunately, in this place here, it's not the most. Um, like ascended Buddha that's full of light energy and pineal gland and everything. It's not those people that are able to really cause a lot of change. It's people that are more kind of in the lower, uh, <laughs> people that just want to fight and want to, you know, date and what they eat meat. Like they're on a, you know, they're on a different bandwidth there. But unfortunately, a lot of those people are seem to be rather unlocked in their ability to manipulate what's around them here in ways that wouldn't be possible where everything is far more organic based because your feelings and how you go about things don't really manipulate situations in an organic you know setup because everything is just as important and as dense as everything else so you need to come against everything and push your way through whereas in when it's all light and energy Whichever one is the biggest one has the biggest influence and it can literally bend and manipulate the reality around it. Now, I'm talking about people who are fully awake that can manipulate what the the, um, the gateway process is talking about is when you go into the astral so you don't have the, you know, the blockage of this body. You're, you're in a lighter form of yourself. You don't have all these restrictions and all this stuff going on. And in that, you're able to bend and manipulate. They had some very interesting experiments. One of them was, I believe they had uh, on the East Coast, a bunch of people go asleep, go out of body, use the gateway process, and just literally like wormhole, like walk, because distance is not really an issue right. <laughs> here in the astral. Right. Uh, go to a lab on the West Coast and read, um, it was like a series of numbers, and then wake up on the East Coast and write down the series of numbers. They didn't have anyone that could get the entire thing, but most of the candidates got most of the numbers correct. Mm. 
without leaving the lab or seeing, you know, in a physical sense. Uh, I'm like, that would be very difficult to do in the Sagittarius reality. You could go out of body, but being that proficient of like, here's a mission and get it done and like visually be able to take it down. That's like, that's some Orion stuff right there. Because in, in the Sagittarius arm, being out of body, you can, it's, you're, you're round. <laughs> you're like, you're a toroidal field. Uh, you're attached to your, um, the, the cord that attaches you to your body comes from your belly button. Whereas here, the cord attaches to your head, which is super weird. Uh, for whatever reason, this is what all the artistic depictions here are of this string coming from your head. I'm like, okay, girl. Uh, and also that you're human shaped. You, you look just like yourself. Cause I'm like, I've been out of body where I was from and you're literally like toroidal field, like round. You can see out of every single side of your head at the same time. So while you're getting used to being able to see in 360 degrees, it's very difficult to sit down and read something. Wow. So, so you like, say how on earth do they like do that? Why is it different here? How could even the spiritual level be different here? The astral level is different here than it was there. What is going on? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did you say you've had out of the body, out of body experiences? Yes, I have. Yes. Wow. Now, have you done the gateway process or was this outside of doing the gateway process? Uh, this was outside of doing the gateway process, but I am currently doing the gateway process. Are you? Okay. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. been doing it myself uh, since July, actually. And I've had uh, some interesting experiences to say the least. <laughs> That's for sure. Can you share uh, what type of, uh, what that experience was like for you with the out of body? Uh, yeah. So like outside of the gateway process, um, it was quite, uh, <laughs> quite startling and quite like the gateway process to me is like really gentle and soothing like white light like a dream like kind of astral where it's like very comfortable like not intense whereas the uh the experiences that i had um outside of that like previous like what you know along the years it wasn't like that it was rather startling and it wasn't dreamscapey at all as in, it was just literally, you're fully awake and you are, you've either just gotten kicked out or just like fell out or something. Like, it's uh, maybe that's why I was experiencing things so differently. I don't know. But I was, I was like, I would love to hear more like Mandela affected people talk about if their astral experiences were different before they ever saw the Mandela effect versus afterwards. Because like, that's something that hasn't really been looked at. Like I've talked about it, but a single person can have very varied experiences because they're a different person. You know, every couple of years you're, you're becoming a different person because of your experiences. So it's not, you know, it doesn't line up as, as factual to, to base things off just one person. Uh, but like I said, yeah, it was um, also the, like I said, how energy stacked on top of energy in the Sagittarius Earth, uh, that the astral there is just one hair's breadth away from the physical. Like it's low down and heavy and full of like, full of just all of the emotion of just everything that's gone on for, especially in Ireland, thousands of years. You're not even talking about like a few hundred years. You're talking about thousands of years of just a lot of heavy stuff going on. And especially in the astral, it'd be like, 
it's almost like the heaviness and emotions and memories is just still reverberating off the walls, just in loops. Like how they say, like, if you strike a guitar, the sound literally reverberates forever, but it gets so quiet that you can't hear it, but it never stops reverberating. In the astral, like, you can still hear it. It's still going around. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whereas here, because everything is new and kind of blank, you're not coming across all of that mess here. At least in my experience, it's like, wow, it's like very quiet. And I, I would, um, I'd liken the experience to, have you ever been in one of those floating like isolation pods where it's like, where yeah, where you're like meditating, it's like super soothing and it's, yeah. it's way more like that here. Is, is a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did with in regards to your out of body experience? What did you What did you actually experience? What was that like? What did you see? What What did you encounter? Can you Can you go into that? Yeah, I've had a couple of strange ones. Um, let me see. What would be the most relevant to go into? Um, I've had ones in like my mom's house when I was younger uh, because there was quite a lot of like paranormal activity, which was one of the things that like opened me up to this being to paranormal stuff, even being a thing, you know, because I was like, this, this house weird, man, this is a strange place, dude. You know, door handles be kind of moving on their own, strange noises, you know, one of these old houses that's just weird and you're not sure if it's just the house or if there's something strange going on. And uh, one of the experiments I did actually was with a guitar tuner, not one of the ones that like um, taps on and feels the vibrations, but one of the ones that has a, an external microphone. I would turn on the guitar tuner when nothing was, no sound was going on, and the house would always be making a G sharp sound. Mm. G sharp, just in silence. So I was like, maybe there's a weird tuning here, or like, I don't know what's going on, but I would have like weird experiences with. Uh, sleep paralysis and being kicked like into the astral realm with just the weird stuff that was going on in that place. So it was not like, like I said, not like a positive, like floaty, happy dream, like experience. It was more like very startling and like sudden. And, but still um, I've had, I remember one time in particular, I was in my bedroom and I was wearing a watch it was like a, a little watch with a little gold frame and white straps on it. And I was wearing, I guess like a t-shirt or, you know, not anything really fancy. I was sleeping and I had a sudden, like, like something hit me and I was standing up in my, in my bed, like standing up in the middle of my bed. Hmm. And I looked down and my watch is on my arm and I'm wearing like the, the, casual clothes and I look down and I am asleep in the bed and I'm standing up <laughs> through myself looking at me looking at my watch I'm like I'm where what I was like oh my <laughs> gosh I need to only wear clothes that I like because I could be stuck with the clothes forever if I like suddenly got <laughs> dislodged you know I was That's like funny. oh my gosh because this watch is raggy and I don't know if I can take it off and I'm getting like all concerned about all this stuff uh-huh. <laughs> and I and I mean, the story, you know, gets less funny from there because there's like something there that isn't me. And I'm like, this is a bad moment here. And uh, then I wake up 
And I'm just like, my mind is full of like, what is going on with the fashion and the watches and the out of body and the, oh my God. <laughs> what is going on with the fashion and the watches? Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> no one ever said to me like, yeah, you're stuck in whatever you were wearing. Right. Because I, I was like, it's not, not like Neo or something where like you wake up and your hair is cool and you got all these like amazing clothes and like, no, you're just stuck in whatever, like, whatever ragginess you were wearing when you got kicked uh, out. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want, especially if it's forever. I want to look cool. You'll look cool if it's forever. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me ask you, what, what are your thoughts on God? I think God is uh, amazing. Um, I had a very uh, amazing healing in 2009 because I was, you know, I was like seeing all this, like, uh, you know, spiritual stuff and everything, but I wasn't really connecting the dots to, um, I knew heaven's presence was there, but my mind was kind of just like on the spiritual stuff that was closer to my bubble, if you get me. <laughs> so I was like, heaven felt somewhat, it felt close, but it felt like a, a relative that would visit as in, like, sometimes I could really feel good vibes and I was feeling amazing. And sometimes I, I felt more cut off and confused. But I had, like, just serious issues going on with my, my insides. Like, just trying to eat, like, my stomach and everything. And I had this outrageous healing in 2009 after I, I had gotten, like, a spiritual healing. And I had really, um, really gotten... <clears throat> faith renewed faith restored like in good that heaven wasn't just like asleep and like ignoring us but that we are loved and there is some there is good in the universe there is there's there is love is real it's not just something wild that we imagined it's not just some chemical compound thing because the left hemisphere of the mind will always tell you oh it's just the chemical release it's not real and then the right hemisphere will say love is completely real it's chemicals aren't even real it's an expression of the cymatics from the wave pattern of love itself which you are you know the two sides are just arguing back and forth completely opposite things and you the conscious awareness in the center is just like i don't know what's going on you're telling me opposite things i'm rather confused mm -hmm. but when i was able to get to a point where i could put the left hemisphere in a place where it stopped stopping my belief because that's what it does it tries to materialize and you know ground you but when you see miracles that can't be explained then the left hemisphere is like okay i actually saw that fine <laughs> kind of like when you see mandela effect it's like okay i actually saw that all right now we need to yeah. deal with this uh -huh. i had such an amazing healing on my uh digestive tract on my stomach and my duodenum that the doctors like in the hospital could not explain it they were just like puzzled and they were so confused they were just like we don't how did this happen? Like, did you change your diet? Like, because it, it was so fast. It was like three months later after I'd had, uh, you know, where you swallow the camera? They have like a, a camera where, that they make you swallow and they look down into your stomach to see what's going on. Yeah. And it, it was so bad that they had said to me, like, you don't have a lining in your, uh, your esophagus, your stomach and your duodenum. It's just like craters of blood. It's just blown out the whole way down. And I never like drank didn't smoke did i just like had loads of suffering in life for reasons that were never explained it was always like oh we don't know what's going on with you let's try something experimental that just makes you worse sick you know lol and 
that it really isolates you from a lot of people because you can't eat normally and people always eat together. It's like a foundation of love and connection and emotion is to eat together. And I could never be part of that. Um, but it helped me to become quite a different thinker because I spent a lot of time on my own being sick and thinking. <laughs> so, I mean, it gave me an edge for what's going on now, except I didn't know what's going on now was going to happen. But getting back to faith, yeah, I was, I was like, I completely opened myself up to um to that heavenly energy i'm going to put away my disbelief and all of my you know naysaying and left hemisphere thank god i'm just gonna let it happen and it healed i had a new lining in in my esophagus stomach and duodenum and the doctors were like by the time i was signing out completely from hospital like, they were like, there's no need to do anything. It looks normal now. They were like, are you sure it's not, like, psychosomatic? Like, maybe you imagined it. Like, maybe you need a psychologist or something. I'm like, well, you have the data here. Right. Here are the photographs right, before right. and after. So you can say it's all in my mind to make yourself feel more comfortable because you're in the materialistic left hemisphere thing where you can't explain this, so you're panicking. But I'm like, here's the photographs before and after. This is a miracle right here. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything different. I didn't change my diet. I didn't change my stress levels. My stress levels were still outrageously bad. I just was given a beautiful gift. And in all honesty, that gift didn't stop because, I mean, the change also with the stomach in like 2016, our stomachs were in the middle in the Sagittarius Earth. So when, like, when you had to throw up or anything, it was horrendously traumatic. Like it would ball up like a fist. You felt like you were dying. The stomach that we have here in the Orion arm is off to the side and the sensors are in different places. So if you're feeling really, really bad, you can just roll over on your side and you don't feel anything anymore. Or if you're throwing up, you can roll over on your side and you get a, you can have a break because you can turn the sensors off. And also you can eat so much more easily. Now, I mean, <laughs> one of the issues was that was I was like, dude, I can eat uh, unrestraint level. So <laughs> I hella did. And I was a uh, hundred pounds before my mind, you know, before falling into this reality. And but like a year later, I had literally put on 70 pounds because I was like, I'm eating all the food I never got to eat because I was too sick the whole time. Woo! I was having oh. a great time. Uh, I lost more than 50 pounds of that because i'm like okay i've had my fun need to calm down now <laughs> can't just can't just do the 600 pound life just because food is amazing and i've never been able to like you know eat something and enjoy it just feels so good you know that feeling so i was like obsessed with just experiencing that because it, right. was, it was never like that for me and also being able to eat with people and everything i was like indulging i was like this is so cool because even after i was healed with the stomach in the center, you can only push it so far uh, before it gets really uncomfortable. <laughs> Whereas this stomach, there is no limit to how far you can push it. Like you can just keep eating. <laughs> so a lot of us that ended up here got kind of fat after a couple of years. Because <laughs> wow. we were just loving it. Dude. It was so amazing compared to the experiences we had with, with trying to eat in the old country, like in the old world. The old um, world. The old world. But uh, now, like now that I'm getting into a healthy balance, it's good. I'm still trying to figure out what to feed this body because it doesn't uh, 
eat like the one that I was wearing the whole time. <laughs> so I can't eat like massive amounts of greens and vegetables, even though I absolutely love that. It's not able to process that. And I was like, okay. And then there's other like strange things where it's just like this, this, this digestive system has a really hard time breaking things down. So it's like you have a system that's new that has great advantages, but there's no like manual of like, hey, don't eat this because, you know, the chemical composition of everything is different here. Like literally the composition of the air is different. Your lungs are different. You, the plants are different because the chemical composition of everything is different and the way you break things down are different and your enzymes are different. I'm like, how do I know what to eat? <laughs> I'm not from here. <laughs> so it's completely trial and error. So sometimes it's very bad and sometimes it's very good. Wow. Okay. That is interesting. Wow. Wow. That is interesting. Oh my goodness. Well, I checked. This has been fun, fun, fun. I have enjoyed talking to you today. You are so interesting. You had some amazing stories and I, I just want to just say thank you so much for coming on the hidden gateway podcast. Uh, we're going to have to do this again, whether it be next year, two years. I would love to bring you back on at some point uh, in the future. And uh, we can talk uh, Mandela effect <laughs> again. We can talk about the, the changes since since the first time we, uh, we we linked up. So, Oh, my gosh. I, I, I hope I think it'll be very interesting. I think no matter what, it's going to be changes will have occurred and things will be crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I would love to do that. And uh, I hope that. Like, it wasn't too ham for, like, especially people that have just noticed, like, the monocle is gone from the Monopoly man. Like, people that are just starting are probably like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? But I'm like, if you've already been looking at the Mandela Effect for a couple of years, this is the next part to look at is look at time, look at continents, look at food, look at, like, look at surgeries, look at everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see this massive, this ocean of data and the more data you have, the more you can see things have changed. Absolutely. In fact, I was going to ask you what would be your word to those uh, that are new to the Mandela effect. So I think that is uh, that that's good. Just do your research, you know, and uh, check things out and, and come up with an opinion, form an opinion. But uh, from what I know, it's real. I mean, for, for me, as well as you, obviously, there's there's no denying it. Um, it's, it is what it is, as they say. So um, for sure. Yeah. Where can our uh, can, where can our where can people find you? Where can our listeners find you? Can you can you go ahead and let them know where, where they can find you online? Uh yeah. So um, let me see now. Uh, if you put in like a YouTube uh, Chick Mandela effect or uh, Twitter slash Chick Effect. <clears throat> cool, cool. Yeah, I'm sure people will definitely be checking you out. So. Uh, thank you so much uh, for, for coming on once again. This this was fun. This is really fun. And I just want to say to the listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. Um, hope you all enjoyed it and look forward to connecting with you all next week. The Hidden Gateway out.